What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. Week seven, Sunday, NFL in the books. Wow. What an ugly week. What an ugly week, Adam. This was uh this was this was like a like a horror show. Really was. Um, in some ways, yes. I mean, look, we talked about it all week, whether it was on the podcast, the alum show. The schedule was brutal this week as far as matchups that were appealing. And really, when it comes down to it, uh, we had actually, damn, it was worse than I thought. Uh, we've had very few close games. I mean, I thought the <laughs> Bengals Ravens was the most appealing one, but uh, the Bengals really showed up and made a statement. You know, this was the litmus test for them. We knew the Bengals were good. I know I did. I think you did, too. Uh, you know, they were four and two, but it's like, OK, now you're on the road, a Baltimore Ravens team playing their third consecutive home game. And I talked about it. The Ravens had a lot of things break their way so far this year. But man, Bengals showed up. If you didn't think they were for real, they made the statement today. So that was the most appealing game that I wanted to watch. But it turned into a blowout late in the game. Um, so surprisingly, the most competitive game of the day today. I mean, Falcons Dolphins was we kind of know eh, whatever. But really, the most competitive the game of the day was Rams Lions. Of all the games, that yeah. was a cold damn. I, you know what? Honestly, I didn't think about it. I knew today had a lot of bad games, but until you like kind of brought it up, because I was thinking more from a fantasy perspective, I didn't have an awful week, couple bad ones. But my goodness, man, we had a two point game between Atlanta and Miami and everything else, I think, was. Wow, everything else was double digits except Rams Lions, which was nine. And that game was close. So, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really. It was. Uh, I mean, you know, whether you're you're picking picking games against the spread, uh, whether you're looking at it from a fantasy standpoint, whatever. I mean, it was. Um, you know, it was. Uh, it was crazy. There was a lot of stuff. A lot. A lot of stuff that went down. That. You know. Yeah, we'll, we'll celebrate it. But then there's a lot of stuff that's just like you know, leaving a scratch in our heads. So. Um, as always, Adam and I'll just kind of go game by game and uh, and and share the thoughts with it. Let's um, let's take the let's rip the bandaid off nice and quick here. Uh, Patriots over the Jets, fifty four to thirteen. I think I said this to you throughout the week, right? It's just <laughs> Bill Belichick loves to punish the Jets. It just doesn't matter who's on who the coaches with the staff is. There's just something about Bill Belichick against the Jets organization. And, you know, listen, I don't know, Zach Wilson was uh, he got hurt. He probably saved himself a, a huge beatdown. I mean, it was just it was crazy, crazy. Fifty four to 13, Adam. Fifty four. Wait, are you looking at the right week? I thought the Jets were on by this week. <laughs> no, they just they didn't show up, right? <laughs> oh man, yeah, this was brutal, man. Just, I mean, there's really not much to say here about this game. I mean, they just got this shit kicked out of them. It was 31-7 at the half. You mentioned Wilson got hurt, and hey, if you uh, played Michael Carter or Ty Johnson out of desperation, you were thankful that Mike White was checking down to the running backs all the time. Eight catches, 67 yards for Michael Carter. I did have to start him in a lead. Uh, Ty Johnson six for 65. Uh, I did not start him in the GST where I could have used those points. I would have lost anyway. Uh, but hey, at least I have Ty Johnson and some best balls. At least you got some Ty Johnson and some best balls, right? Um, yeah, Mac Jones throws for 300 yards and, and two touchdowns. Damian Harris gets into the end zone twice. Over 100 yards, J.J. Taylor gets into the end zone twice. Brandon Bolden was the, uh, was, was the, was the big hero here, 6 for 79 for a a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar got into the end zone uh, on a on a pass from Kendrick Bourne uh, to to lead off the score, and that's basically, um, I mean, that's that's what it was. That I mean, this this was uh, this was this was crazy. It was unbelievable. You know, it's so funny too because I don't know if you uh, you know or how you follow Twitter at times during the uh, during the day, but I don't remember. I I think I made a a comment just about how uh, Corey Davis is touchdown was you know should have been an opi and uh and and this dude like went bonkers on me and just started trolling me on twitter and he was like trying to he kept trying to get under my skin he kept like you know saying shit to me and i just wasn't buying into it because like this first like the early games it was such a shit slate that i was like i was using this dude trolling me as like something to pass the time and just kind of 
hopefully, you know, hopefully get some some better games in there. And so, I mean, like, you know, he just kept coming at me and I was like, I, you know, I, I just kept I kept taking the bait, except for the fact that he got he kept asking me if I was mad. And I was like, I, no, I, I honestly don't care. You're just you're helping me bide my time here. Um, because, yeah, this this oh, 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 54 to 13. I mean, you know, you can't even look at this from a from a New England standpoint, I mean, with the exception of it's good to see Damian Harris getting the, uh, the the carries and the touches that he's getting. But I mean, you know, like wh- what do you what do you do with this team, you know, from a fantasy standpoint? Yes, Michael Carter leading the Jets backfield. But, I mean, it was like Jacoby Myers came up empty again. Uh, you know, Mac Jones threw to thirty two different guys. I mean, this was just this was a horror show, a horror show. Yeah, I mean, Damian Harris. You know, in the right matchups. I mean, he's the guy. He's going to be RB two most weeks, and then I think Jacoby Myers is okay in a PPR. Obviously, the ceiling is limited because he just cannot get in the end zone. It's just nuts right now. He, I think, uh, I think was it a pass interference on the play? Um, it looked like he was going to score at the one. Um, they grabbed him, um, and then monitor the John Smith injury because if he's out, then Hunter Henry becomes a better start. He did find the end zone today. Um, and of course, they were starting to get John Smith involved before he got hurt. But Henry played 60 snaps today. So that would uh, boost his value if John has to miss time. J.J. Taylor, all of it came in garbage time. He barely played the first three quarters. I don't know why Ramondre Stevenson was inactive. Um, but, you know, that's the deal with the backfield. I mean, I picked up Taylor and dropped him already a couple times different leagues. Uh, it's frustrating. And I guess Bolden. If you're desperate in a deeper PPR format, because they are using them as the pass catching back. So, but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot here. And I, I think their schedule gets tougher too. Um, it does actually get tougher, uh, you know, until they, uh, well, yeah, because they've already played the Jets, played the Jets twice. twice so. mm-hmm. <laughs> Next game, Cincinnati, Baltimore. Like we said in the beginning here, Adam said 50, 41 to 17, Cincinnati. I mean, they, they just, they, they definitely, they came to play. Um, Baltimore, uh, an incredible inability to a cover the tight end, b tackle Jamar Chase in the open field. I mean, Jamar Chase is just unbelievable. And again, we've kind of spoken about it numerous times. But if you were able to get the dip on that preseason, it was good for you. Um, I wish that I got him in more leagues. I do have him in two RT Sports Championship leagues and. Draft him as a bench guy because he fell and he's been in my lineup every week since week two. Uh, week one, he wasn't in there. I wanted to see how he did. But, I mean, he's amazing. Uh, eight catches, 201 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's been ranked as a wide receiver one on my rankings on Fantasy Alarm at, at least a couple weeks now. He definitely was this week, especially with the buys. Joe Burrow, this was a big test for him, and he passed it easily. Uh, 416 yards, three passing touchdowns. They went with more of a passing game here. I thought it was brilliant. Uh amazing cj uzoma uh you know you wonder if there's enough again he only had three targets caught all three for 91 yards and two touchdowns so it's he's not a guy you can count on every week but you know the state of the tight ends you know he's that borderline i guess we got to start putting him in the 12 to i mean or the yeah, 12 to 20 range a lot of those guys have jumbled up uh, with the way this offense is t higgins at 15 targets only seven for 62 but you'll take it uh, as we saw since Higgins has come back, Boyd's been the odd guy out, uh, just four for 39. The good thing is, you know, they have a concentrated target distribution. You know, they only five different receivers caught a pass today, so you'll love that. Uh, we didn't see Mixon involved much in the passing game, but he scored a touchdown and they had a, a big lead. And they only completed 23 passes, so you'll take that. But, you know, this is good to see. I mean, the Bengals are for real. Uh, they're five and two. Their defense is better than people give them credit for. Uh, and it's a good offense. So this was a, a huge win for Cincinnati. They now have road wins against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So, um, yeah, great win for them. And uh, they are clearly for real and they have a quarterback. I'm a, I'm a little pissed at myself for missing the uh, the the Bengals stack just from a from a DFS standpoint. Right. I mean, you know, because I, I mean, I had it listed Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and then you can pick your your pick of. I think I said I was like, you know, Mixon or T. Higgins, I think is 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 what I, I set it up as. And then, you know, when when Uzama hit, like he hit, and you know, again, like you said, just three targets. But when you hit, I you know, I was like going back and look at numbers. I'm like, eh, Ravens, you know, 
give up the second most points to the tight end. They've also the faced elite tight ends, though. I know they've faced right. Well, Chelsea that's the Waller. thing. Is like the first, yeah. yeah, the first four tight ends they face, and that's kind of that's where I discounted a little bit. But obviously, maybe it's not something to discount now. Now that you see that, right? I mean, if a team does have a decent pass catching tight end, um, maybe that's a uh, maybe that's a target. Now, you know, next week against Tyler Conklin, do I? Or, no, they're they're on they're, oh, they're on, a bye on, next week. They're on a bye next week, yeah. so they come back and it's like Tyler Conklin. Maybe Mike Gesicki will be an interesting uh, an interesting play in, in week nine. I'll have to remember myself for that, but um, you know, look, yeah, yeah. No, it's look. He the one thing about his only is on the field a lot. He played fifty two snaps and he yeah. ran twenty seven routes. So that's something that's a good thing, right? If you're gonna play a tight end. You know, because we talk about this all the time. People chase touchdowns. And some of these tight ends are just not on the field a lot. They're not running a lot of routes. And that's where you fall into a trap. Like, oh, he did well last week. What happened this week? Well, he he ran 10 routes last week. He barely played. So the good thing about it is only he is on the field a lot. And he is running a lot of routes. So that's what you can look at. Uh, but again, the Bengals defense was excellent. Five sacks on the day. Yeah. Uh, and look, the Ravens have got to do something with this running game, man. I know they've been winning games, but I'm sorry. You're just not going to get through the season with Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Lamar Jackson is the leading rusher every week. I mean, 12 for 88. Freeman, who I did start out of desperation in two leagues, and I will take it because he scored a touchdown. Four carries, 14 yards. He did have three for 25. Le'Veon Bell, awful. And clearly, Tyson Williams is the – I've been holding him in deeper leagues. Like, all right, he's got to emerge. But, I mean, he was the third back today with Latavius Murray out. He played 20 snaps, Freeman 29, Bell 22. I I know running back's an easy replaceable position, but don't the Ravens have to do something here and bring something in? How are you gonna how are you gonna advance in the postseason with the way this team is constructed now? I don't think you can. I yeah. you know, and I, I think you know the, the thing is is that for for whatever reason, they're saying we don't need an elite running back be, probably because. We've got Lamar Jackson who takes off as often as he does. Um, you know, then I you, mean, then you put him at, and look, I know he's been durable, but you put him at risk of getting hurt. If he's going to get 12 oh, carries yeah. every single week in a 17 game season, like, come on, man. You know, I know he's great, but they got, I mean, they don't even, they're not even running anymore. I mean, look, it's good for Lamar's fantasy value, even though he didn't have a huge game today. Yeah, you know, he had 31 pass attempts, but struggled. Uh, again, was sacked five times. Uh, give credit to the Bengals defense. You know, no one really kind of talked about them. Uh, and they've been doing a good job. You know, Hollywood Brown got it done. He had 14 targets, only five for 80 and a nice touchdown in the back of the end zone. And Rashad Bateman, three for 86 targets. So I, I think, you know, in deeper formats, you can consider him. Because um, most, most of the time, the daughter Brown, Bateman, and Andrews, you see very little, especially now with these running backs barely playing. But look, the Ravens. They're a good team, but man, they got some they got some breaks early on. The CH fumble in week two, they don't he doesn't fumble, they lose that game. The 66 yarder from Justin Tucker to win in week three. Uh the Colts game, they were getting beat bad and they had a ridiculous comeback. Yeah, they smacked the Chargers last week, but you know, Ravens have had a lot of things go their way. I just don't see them being be able to beat the top teams with, with the way they're running these old running backs out. No, I don't either. I just think that they they're of the mindset that we can get away with these old running backs here because we've got Lamar. I mean, listen, there are a number of situations that, you know, we just, we see crowded backfields, like just loosen it up a little bit, like, you know, trade for Marlon Mack. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that the, the Colts aren't just giving away Mack, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you trade for Marlon Mack and you can get rid of Freeman and Bell. Or Melvin Gordon, man. Even Melvin Gordon would be an upgrade. I mean, I, I yeah, don't know Melvin where Denver Gordon stands now on what they think, uh, where they're at. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, I don't I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Um, note, I'm just going to throw down here on this. If you guys listen to the uh, the DFS podcast with me and John and, you know, me and John and Pemba. Uh, on fantasy alarm, the uh, the Rashad Bateman Marquise Brown debate continues. Although Marquise Brown comes away the uh, the the victor here, five for eighty, uh, one touchdown, uh, fourteen targets um, on the night. Rashad Bateman three for eighty, six targets. So listen, I I like Rashad Bateman, I really do. I'm just not going to sit there. 
Like people were sitting there talking about how he had more targets than Marquise Brown last week. Wasn't it by one? <laughs> right? Uh, no, I think he had. Was it? Was it one or was it a couple? I thought it was a couple. Okay, either way, it wasn't significant, and it was a game. That, how do you? This is where context is needed. They won thirty-four to six, man. How can you take away from that? They back down. Like Hollywood gets open all the time. All the time. Yeah. So. I mean, look, Bateman might cut into him a little bit, but not to the point where, oh, we got to sit Brown now. No, man, come on. Oh, Brown is Brown. I mean, Brown gets open all the time downfield. We saw it again today. It, it is. It's just. It's you know. This is this. This is what what kills me is that you know the college football fanatics automatically think that just because a guy killed it in college that all of a sudden he's going to crush it in the NFL and. You know, it's it's not like that, right? And especially when you've got a guy like Bateman who was hurt early, and then you know, and and missed time and missed camp and missed you know working with Lamar Jackson. That you know, fine, he steps in and he gets what? Well, yeah, I just looked it up. One more target. Um, it was just it was insane. Uh, like I said, if Marquise Brown catches one of those balls in Week Three, one. There wouldn't even be a debate. There, there well, shouldn't be, be anyway. Even with those drops, he's having a great year. So yeah, I don't he's understand. having a phenomenal year. Yeah, but but fantasy football Twitter and college football people they get stuck on these guys, and and all of a sudden you know they're you know they're looking for any shred to to you know tout them. And I mean, listen, Bateman as a uh, as a as a pay down for the thirty four hundred dollars that he was on DraftKings, fine, three for eighty, it's eleven points. We like that, right? That's that's fine for that kind of, you know, for what you spent. But yeah, to know that you you missed out on on Hollywood Brown with yet another long touchdown just uh, drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. All right, uh, Green Bay twenty four ten over Washington. <sighs> I mean, listen, this game kind of went in the direction that I thought it would, but. I thought we were going to get some more out of Washington, Adam. I think, uh, yeah, they just, they sucked. Well, no, look, this was a bad beat. I know people are going to be like, oh, you guys both had Washington. You're crying. No, I'm sorry. If you've seen this game, Washington should have covered this. They had 430 total yards. Greenby had 304. Washington was just absolutely horrendous in the red zone. Fumbles, turnovers. Uh, McLaurin dropped the pass in the end zone. Ricky Seals-Jones was pass interference in the end zone. They didn't call it. Heineke with the, you know, it's the NFL rule, the third goal, third and goal play where he gave himself up because that's what they do to protect quarterbacks when we know he wasn't. He just slid it early. They reviewed it. He was short. The next play, he tries the quarterback sneak over the goal line, fumbles the ball, and didn't cross the plane. They just left so many opportunities on the field. Uh, in the red zone near the goal line. It was just awful. I mean, that's like the epitome of a bad beat. You know, if you just see the final score, you're like, oh, 24-10, what are you talking about? Um, but they should have covered this. They just were so inept in the red zone and near the goal line. It was embarrassing. Yeah, it really was. Really was. Huge bummer. I wasn't happy. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, six minutes left and Washington ended up like, you know, not coming through once again. I was just like, all right, so uh, not going to get that backdoor cover I was hoping for. Um, as far as uh, everything else goes, Aaron Rodgers, three, 274, three touchdowns. Uh, they ignored the ground game today against Washington, which was fine because Aaron Rodgers just did what he needed to do. Uh, Adams. Lazard, Tunyon, they go. They caught touchdowns. Not a lot of passing action going on. Um, I guess the the big winner here was Terry McLaurin, 122, seven for 122, uh, and a touchdown. Um, the JD McKissick play didn't work, and Antonio Gibson got 14 friggin' carries on that on that on that that fractured shin. Only had 51 yards there. I still don't get why they're playing us. Uh, yeah, I mean, he looked okay. Uh, yeah, he was uh, like a – it looked like he was ready to break one, and he got tackled. Uh, there was a lot of room there, so that could have been the long run for him. But, yeah, I mean, look, if you pretty much had to play him in this week. I have him in two leagues. He was in my lineup. I you know, wish I could have got more, but nothing you can do. But 
you know, Heineke was very shaky. Um, you know, terrible. yeah, just make some bad decisions. And, you know, with this team, it's uh, it's Gibson, McLaurin, and Seals Jones. I think Logan Thomas is eligible to return from IR next week. I don't know if he'll be back. Uh, I hope not. Um, yeah, I hope Logan gets better. But uh, I need RSJ next week with Dawson Knox out in a week that I have those two. <laughs> uh, and RSJ, once again, played every snap. So, uh yeah, Green Bay has a short week. You know, yeah, it was bad for the running backs, but I think it was a smart game plan by Green Bay. They said, all right, weakness is Washington secondary. Let's attack it. And they did. That they did. Uh, Atlanta comes away with a 30-28 to 28, uh, win over Miami. Miami, for the second week in a row, on two different continents, Adam, Miami loses to a last-second field goal. Yeah, just heartbreaking for these Dolphins. Uh, yeah, just... What a brutal year for them. Uh, at least Tua came through. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, he did throw a couple bad interceptions, but 291, four passing touchdowns, and rushed for 29 yards. So for fantasy, he came through. Once yep. again, the running game stunk. Uh, Gasecki with a big game, 7 for 85 and a touch. Jay Waddle, 7 for 83. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this <sighs> Miami won in six. Unbelievable. Bad, 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 bad. On the other side, the Falcons, they come away. They're three and three. Uh, Coro Patterson gets himself into the end zone again, 14 for 60. Uh, Mike Davis sucks. And he's just bad for football. And uh, and I was wrong on Mike Davis. And Kyle Pitts, though, seven for 163. Eight targets there, looking good. Um, I was a little disappointed by the uh, four for 26 with a touchdown uh, off of 10 targets for Calvin Ridley. But again, I think that's more of an issue with this uh, Atlanta offensive line. Oh, oh, that one sack that the, that that Ryan re- that it registered against Ryan. I mean, that was so bad. Everybody saw the, the Dolphins blitzing except for the offensive line. Yeah, they definitely definitely have issues, even though they've been putting up points um, and they're now three and three, but not a strong offensive line. Pitts, you know, weeks ago was the buy low opportunity. Uh, people were like, oh, he sucks. No, he doesn't. They finally figured it out. He made a nice one handed catch along the sideline. Russell Gage made his return. He did find the end zone four for 67. But yeah. Ridley, you expected a better, better day. And Mike Davis, uh, I don't know how, I don't see how you could start him right now. I mean, he did play 38 snaps to 46 for Patterson, but the touches were all in favor of Patterson. Uh, he had 15, no 16 touches, uh, and Davis only had four carries. Four. wasn't even wasn't even involved in the passing game. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Mental mental note there. Oh Jesus. Um, Giants 25 to three winners over the Panthers. <laughs> Sam Darnold sucks in football. Yeah, man, it is bad. He got benched for <laughs> PJ Walker. I mean, geez. Uh, I mean, clearly the first three games of the season, favorable schedule, but my goodness, man, just absolutely brutal. Um, and then, oh yeah, the Panthers are interested in Deshaun Watson now. Hmm, interesting. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I heard Matt Rule was like, no, he's well, our guy. Sam's there was a report. Guy. There was a report that said that the Panthers have interest in Deshaun Watson. Rule said Darnold's our quarterback going forward. I mean, he's he's not going to say, yeah, we're going to trade for Watson. Um, but, I mean, it's not like P.J. Walker came in and did anything. But, yeah, Darnold, very rough as he was back in that life, probably had visions of his Jets days. That could have been a factor. Um at least DJ Moore came through six for 73 in a PPR, at least 10 targets. Robbie Anderson, man, he's getting targets, not doing anything with them. Nine more Nothing. targets, three for 14. Uh, and Chuba Hubbard, obviously, with the offense getting shut down, couldn't do anything either. But I think, don't they have an easy opponent next week? Uh, they got Atlanta in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Still, I mean, how, how do you trust them? How do you trust Sam Darnold? How do you trust, Donald. you know? Even utilizing DJ Moore. You you play more. You play more in Hubbard, and that's it. And that's it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Uh, on the Giants side, listen, they did a fine job for a team decimated by injuries. Yeah, if you use Booker, he came through, found the end zone. 
Uh, Evan Ingram is garbage. I mean, look, all these receivers are out, and he's six for 44 with eight targets. I mean, come on, man. Uh, Slayton, five for 63. Shepard was out again. Dante Pettis did find the end zone if he used him. But, yeah, it was uh, – they didn't really need to do much offensively. No, they really didn't. They really didn't. Panthers were just that bad. That bad. Speaking of that bad, oh, my Lord. Kansas City sucks at football. <laughs> Boy, man. I, I, think, I, just, I think that's just the theme for this entire week. Insert player name. Sucks at football. I just misread this game badly. Uh, not that I thought the Chiefs were good. Been talking about how they've been bad against the spread. But I just thought Tennessee coming off an emotional win on Monday. A short week. Kansas City getting back on track. Beating up Washington last week. Uh, I thought Kansas City would would be solid here and, um, you know, reassert themselves. It was a big game. But, my goodness, they just got the shit kicked out of them. I mean, think about it. Patrick Mahomes had no touchdowns. I mean, Derrick Henry threw more passing touchdowns than Mahomes this week. It just – this was just uh, unbelievable um, just across the board. I mean, Kansas City just got the shit kicked out of them. There's really nothing to say on that side. And – you know, give credit to Tennessee. You know, they had a rough start to the year. I think, was it week one they got blitzed by Arizona 38-13? Yeah, it was week one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they bounced back. I mean, wins over the Bills and Chiefs now uh, take control of that division, and they're right up there now um, in that AFC. So, big win for them. And the crazy part is they really didn't need Derrick Henry to do much. Uh, he had 29 carries, 86 yards, so they shut Henry down technically. Uh, he did throw a five-yard passing touchdown. Uh, caught two passes for 16. But A.J. Brown, the story here, dude, his his receiving prop on Fanduel was 64 and a half yards. I was like, okay, this is easy money. Um, you know, I, I thought he was one of the top plays this week. You know, I know he was battling the food poison and all that. Uh, but eight for 133 at a touchdown, nine targets. So, but yeah, I mean, even, I mean, for a team that dominated, they didn't really do much. They didn't need to. Um, but yeah, it was just an ass whipping and. Yeah, Kansas City definitely uh, in big trouble now. I mean, they do get the Giants at home Monday night next week, a week from Monday. Yeah, so they should get back on track. But this is clearly um, not a Super Bowl contending team right now. And I think I didn't check this week, but as of two weeks ago, they were still up there among the favorites to win the Super Bowl. It's like, really? You guys been watching? I don't know, man. I saw I saw a lot of quitting going on on the field today. Right. Travis Kelsey with some some mental lapses at the end. It just there, there was. Yeah, it was it was bad. And, you know, and again, it's this whole, you know. Spreading the ball around, throwing it to like 20 different guys like stop. I mean, it's it's not necessary. Granted, Chad Henney uh, was was probably more responsible for that whole mess at the end. But, I, you know, so, uh, there's I mean, it's 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 tough. Right. You know, you look at. You know, and I'm looking at this from a, from a DFS standpoint also. You know? Nah, if if you use the Chiefs, you didn't do anything wrong. I mean, come on, Tennessee's defense no, 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 is bad. No, I, I know, but but for the same token, though, Mahomes hasn't been the same as he's usually been. He has his, he's definitely had some good games, but you're also looking at the fact that Travis Kelsey hasn't come close to returning value in, in the last three weeks. It's been it's been better to pay down for the tight ends in the last three weeks than it has been to go with Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, look, Mahomes said 397 last week. So if you use them this week, like, you can't fault yourself. Like, it was a match. Tennessee's secondary I'm was in shambles. I'm not faulting myself. I'm saying it was just, it's, 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 it's bad. I mean, this was, this was a bad, bad this, game. It was, but this was a clear outlier. Have we ever seen Mahomes have a game like this? Never. 206 and no touchdowns? We've never seen this. Yeah. I think he just got the shit knocked out of him, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. And he passed the concussion test. He took a, a thigh to the head late in the game. They said he's okay. And he'll have the – I'm sure uh, seeing some of the doctors, too, they said, yeah, it didn't look that it was that bad. He should be fine. And, again, gets the extra day playing Monday night. But, yeah, just, a, it's just one of those outlier bad performances that you couldn't have seen coming. No matter what you say about the Chiefs, yeah, they're not that good. Come on. No one saw it this bad of a performance coming no i definitely did not see this bad of a performance coming i you know i i thought that this was going to just be um it was going to be a lot of derrick henry early on and then you know and then the chiefs 
firing back. I thought they would go, you know, toe to toe with each other a little bit in the first half. Um, and then, you know, in the second half, it was just a matter of, you know, the, the Titans were going to try to run hard with Derrick Henry to, to continue that. But the Chiefs were just going to overpower their defense. Like, that's the thing. The, the Tennessee defense, the front seven, came through in a huge, huge way. Huge, huge way here. Um, the fact that the Chiefs could not put up points on this secondary is that's uh, a goddamn disgrace. No, it is. There's no question about it. Horror show. Um, Rams 28-19 winners over the Lions, like you said before. This was actually this was a uh, a competitive game. Yeah, I give credit to Campbell here. I mean, they came out aggressive, big punts, um, going for it on fourth down. You know, like you should. You're a winless team. You're a huge underdog. Be bold, and they did, and it almost worked. Um, so you, you give them a lot of credit. They had the lead in this game after the first quarter. Um, at halftime, it was 17-16. Rams led, and Detroit had a long drive in the fourth quarter. Um, so they they did what they had to do. Um, obviously, they couldn't get the win. You know, it worked out if you use Stafford and DFS because I'm sure people were like, oh, they're going to be up big. He's not going to play. I mean, and I talked about that for the Yahoo video. I mentioned Stafford as the quarterback play because the week before, the same thing happened. They beat the Giants 38-11. Stafford had a big game. So it was Darrell Henderson who didn't come through in a good matchup. But, you know, he's been good all year. 15 carries, 45 yards, only three catch, 19 yards. Uh, Cooper Cup, I mean, geez, man. I mean, this is insane. 13 targets, 10 catches, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, you know, if you got him, there's probably some people out there with Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. I mean, you yeah. feel like you probably feel like you're unbeatable right now with those two. <laughs> we all know how shit changes and injuries happen. So, you know, just remember that. But my goodness, man, Cooper Cup is just what a monster season this guy is having. I mean, it's. Uh, there, there are no words to explain it, man. No, there really aren't. There really aren't. It's fantastic to watch. I've got him in a couple of spots, so I'm definitely happy about that. Got to give a shout-out here. DeAndre Swift comes through again, right? 13 for 48 on the ground, 8 for 96 and a touchdown. Um, you know, I was, I was wrong about DeAndre Swift. I was like, I mean, it just made no sense. For the Lions to, you know, that's why they brought Jamal Williams in. It made no sense to ruin DeAndre Swift, but man, that dude's taking snaps left and right. He is, uh, he is very active in it, and uh, and the garbage time is, uh, it's working for him. Even though, even though his touchdown wasn't garbage time, his touchdown was, uh, was the first score of the game. But I'm, I'm surprised and uh, and you know a little bummed that I, uh, I don't have any DeAndre Swift right now. Yeah, I said this like week one, week two. There were two players that I was worried I would regret passing on, like in round four or five. One was DeAndre Swift, because I was a big fan, had him a lot last year, but I was a little worried. Uh, that clearly was wrong, um, and they've kind of phased Jamal Williams out. Uh, you see him on the field, and he's getting his carries, but he's not involved in the passing game anymore. Jamal Williams ran four routes today, no targets, played 21 snaps, Swift, Swift played 51. The other one was Miles Sanders, and we'll get to that later. That one looks smart. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, Khalif Raymond with a big game. Uh, you know, he seems like he's the guy there now. Uh, <laughs> How many targets. times this week did I use Khalif Raymond as the excuse for the 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 the, the schlub guy that you don't, you, don't, you don't want to start, that you might as well start a tight end in front of? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of tight ends came through on this stupid national tight end day. I didn't even know about this shit. And then it was flashed across my screen all day. I'm like, what is this shit? Um, anyway, uh, Raymond, six for 115, eight targets. Hawkinson, six for 48. Eh, he'll take it. Uh, uh, Amron St. Brown, um, it's his birthday and he didn't get a target. I asked Sandra what the fuck happened. And, you know, he has excuses as always. He was too focused on the Dante Pettis yeah, birthday whatever. touchdown. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Oh, this one was right. What about this guy who had no targets on his birthday? Oh, well, you know. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, the Rams survived. I'm sure a lot of people had the Rams in survivor pools as well. So, yep. you know, survivor pools have been, of course, the year that I don't do it, and I'm writing the column up on Fantasy Alarm. I give out three picks a week. So I'm not saying like, oh, you know, I'm going digging in deep, but – through seven weeks, one loss. Like, 
and I'm not even in the survivor pool because I tend to get eliminated early in them. <laughs> this would be, and this has been really, from what I'm seeing and looking at the picks, it's been a pretty easy year so far. Yeah, it actually, it has been not to like, you know, take away from my esteemed prowess, but just for an example, my wife and I do this one pool where we have, you know, we, we bought in seven times 50, it's 50 bucks an entry. And then you can buy back up until one, you can buy back a team once up until, you know, after week eight, like week eight through week eight and that's it. And, you know, and, and then the, the prize pool gets up to, you know, in the 50 grand range, there's that many people in it. So we have seven entries in it and we bought back two teams, one of which we lost again. Um, Who'd you pick? We picked Buffalo in week one against Pittsburgh, bought that team back. And then in week four, uh, who did the Titans lose to in week four? They were, uh, oh, it was the Jets. They lost to the Jets. That's right. So, yeah. But other than that, though, I mean, one, two, three, four, five of our seven teams have been uh, perfect so far. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, there's a couple teams I've written up a couple times. Tampa's been in there a couple times. I think the Rams have. But this was the first week I wrote up the Cardinals. I was saying this looked like the best spot for them when you look at the schedule in the weeks ahead. So, um. You know, hopefully I'm helping people out because I ain't helping myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing me a solid there, Ronis. You're doing me a solid. Rams play the Texans next week. So that was the thing I wrote in there. I'm like, ah, if you don't, if you want to save the Rams, we put the Texans next week. So that's why I kind of gave Arizona the edge this week. <laughs> All right. Well, here, before we move to our next game here, obviously just want to uh, give a shout out to our sponsors. Pay a couple of bills. And keep those lights on. Adam and I will wrap up the rest of the games in just a second. All right. Uh, Philadelphia against the Raiders. You had me on the edge of my seat when you were going to talk about Miles Sanders, who made it about five minutes into the first quarter of the game. And then he uh, then he left. Got five carries on an eight play drive. Eagles score a touchdown to open the game. Uh, and then Miles Sanders hurts his ankle the next series, and he go bye-bye. Just awful luck, because I kind of felt like this would be a decent game for Sanders this week, too. And they finally, all right, he's getting the football, and he gets hurt. So just awful luck. We still don't know exactly what the extent of the injury is, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see. We did see uh, Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell both in there. Uh, Gainwell looks to be the lead one, but, you know, he had five carries, 20 yards. Scott had seven for 24. Gainwell had four for 41 and a receiving touchdown. Scott won for five. Uh, but, yeah, Philadelphia, man, just a mess. Uh, again, Jalen Hurts, don't watch the first three quarters, bro. Don't watch it. And don't <laughs> worry. Just keep starting him in fantasy. When the game's over, you're going to have fantasy points. It looked ugly, but 236, two passing touchdowns and 61 rushing touchdowns at 13 carries. So he continues to produce. Uh, Goddard, obviously the sole tight end with Ertz gone and not a big game statistically, but 63 snaps. So that's what you love to see. He'll be fine. Three for 70. Devontae Smith, five for 61. But yeah, this offense is just an absolute mess, man. I mean, uh, the NFC East, man, Philly, Washington and the Giants. I mean, Dallas has a three and a half game lead. Just stay healthy, guys, please. Um, you know, I haven't even looked at if, if next week's spreads have dropped, but I got to tell look, you, man, you I'd, be su- I'd be surprised if next week uh, the Lions weren't a three point home favorite to uh, against the Eagles. Ooh, that is interesting. Hmm. Let's see if I can. Ah, uh... Uh, you are not correct, sir. The Lions are two and a half point underdogs. I will take the Lions in that game. Philly sucks, dude. They really do. Philly sucks. (laughs) Like, it makes no sense for Philly to be favored over anybody. Anybody. They were three-point dogs in this game, and they got their asses whooped. Like, I'm sorry, but the final 32-22 to doesn't tell the story of how bad the Eagles looked 
in this game. Like you're correct. Geez. It was thir- it was thirty to seven going to the fourth quarter. Right, it was crap. It was garbage. Yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs got hurt in this game. Chest injury. Yep. He did have a touchdown and caught three passes for thirty nine yards. <laughs> that is the one thing with Jacobs where it's changed this year. They are involving him in the passing game. Um, now, keep in mind that the Raiders have a bye next week, so we don't know if you're going to go out and spend a ton of money on Fab on a running back because he could be back in two weeks. Um, Kenyon Drake, 14-69 for 69 yards and a rushing touchdown, three catches for 10. We did see Jalen Rashard involved, four carries for eight yards and three catches, 17 yards. So Peyton Barber was inactive. So I'm interested to see what they do. Was Peyton Barber a John Gruden? Thing, and that's why we saw Drake not involved. Or if Jacobs is out, do they go back to Barber? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, uh, but, you know, Drake has been involved more since Gruden left. Even last week, he barely played any snaps. But, um, you know, he he was involved and has looked pretty good. And good thing I dropped him in my home league this past week and someone else picked him up. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they're on by next week. So just keep that in mind. And then Darren Waller, again, this is why you got to pay attention to news. I talked about this last week. You've got to pay attention. This was a, a late game. Waller popped up on the injury report Saturday. You should have known then, made the move, whatever it was. If you made the move to Foster Moreau, it worked out. He had six catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. So he came through, and it sucks because you're like, that could have been Darren Waller if you have him. Um Renfro 758 and Brian Edwards three for 43 and a touchdown. Really like him, but man, just not enough targets to go around. Not enough targets to go around. And uh, it was a late touchdown for Edwards too. It's always a late touchdown. Yeah. I think Renfro got to the one and then they threw it uh one yard pass to Edwards. So yeah, I mean, he's the, if you just have a league where you only get fourth quarter and overtime stats, I mean, he's a first round pick. <laughs> or double double points for fourth yeah. quarter and overtime. <laughs> first round pick. <laughs> he's the one one of wide receivers. Oh God! All right. So, oh man, I can't wait to take. I'm totally. T- I'm taking the Lions in a survivor pool next week. Dude. No, you're not. Fucking Eagles are horrible, dude. You can't take them in a survivor pool. I'm really? taking them in a survivor pool. I'm not writing them up. I don't even need to look at the schedule. I have I have the up. ability to buy back, right? Who's taking the Lions next week? I'm taking the Lions. Well, the double-digit spreads. Bills over the Dolphins by 13. Um, Bengals on the road against the Jets, nine and a half. Uh, Rams over the Texans by 14 on the road. Chargers home, five and a half over the Pats. That's tough. At Lions. Rock, no- Oh, you know what? Next, next week's not an easy week for. I mean, Chiefs at home against the Giants. They're favored by ten. I, Lions home, the home it, dog. Here it comes. Next week's a tough week. You're <laughs> you, you're gonna want to take the Rams or the Bills. I'm gonna want to take the Lions. Okay, I'm telling you, I'm gonna do it. I'm not writing them up. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't ask you to write them up. That would okay. be stupid to write them up. I have the ability to buy back if I want to. Ideally, I wouldn't want to. And you get a bad team out of the way if they somehow win. And I get a bad team out of the way and I escape with a win. And you might be the only one in the pool who takes the lines, too. There you go. That's the way you do it, Adam. That's the way you survive it. <laughs> um, all right. Arizona, they remain undefeated. 7-0. and a big 31-5 to win over the Houston Texans. DeAndre Hopkins gets his revenge. J.J. Watt got his revenge. Zach Ertz gets his first touchdown as a, as a Cardinal. And James Conner saves me from losing all of my money by finally scoring a touchdown at the end of that game. Yeah, again, another game here. Not much to say. I did tweet this out earlier. Kyler Murray now has 10 rushing yards or fewer in three straight games. I think part of it is health-related. He took a lot of hits again in this game, and they have a short week. Big game on Thursday, Green Bay and Arizona. So um, that that should be a good game, but it's a short week. NFL, crazy things happen. Uh, but a 7-0 and 6-1 team. But Murray came through, you know, three pass touchdowns, 261, even with the lack of rushing. You mentioned Connor. Only 10 carries in this game, but 64 yards found the end zone. Chase, Chase Ed- Edmonds was back, that that jerk. 
Yeah, 15 for 81, but only one catch for nine yards. Uh, you know, Ertz did come through with a touchdown, but don't think he's not an automatic tight end one every week. It's just, you know, he's still, they still run a lot of four wide receiver sets. He ran only 20 routes, four targets. So uh, they did give him a carry on a stupid play. Oh, God, uh, that was so dumb. I, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. It's like, wait, we have Kyler Murray. Uh, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, even Rondale Moore, who they do give some carries to sometimes. Uh, but yeah, let's run it with Zach Ertz in the goal line. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I tweeted, I tweeted it out. I was like, listen, I love Zach Ertz as much as the next guy. But what the fuck was up with that play call? That was just the worst. They got lucky that he was down and he didn't fumble it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, Hopkins scored another touchdown. He's just not getting the yards and targets that he used to. You knew it would be in this game. Uh, they spread the ball around. Kirk a touchdown. AJ Green three for sixty six. So that's the thing with them. Uh, they are really even though they're putting up thirty points every week, they're spreading it around. But uh, should be a competitive game with Green Bay on Thursday night. So uh, you probably feel better about starting most of these guys um, in that game. But Rondell Moore is probably the guy that's getting hurt here with Ertz there. He's going to play less. Let me see yeah. his snaps. Uh, he had. Yeah, 37 snaps, um, 51 for Kirk, 59 for Hopkins. So he's the guy that gets hurt. So he'll have two touchdowns on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, of course he will. Of course he will. Um, Tampa Bay, 38-3 winners over the Bears. <laughs> in, the, in the realm of should have known, I, I did know. I, I did a, a, a Tampa stack uh, at some point. Uh, in my uh, in my lineups today, um, but Tom Brady has 18 of his 21 touchdown passes all at home. To be fair, 21. To be fair, the first touchdown was a run to Fournette. Then he said, "All right, I'm taking over now. You got yours. I'm getting 600 today." Right, right, right. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. The highlight of this game was Mike Evans giving the 600 touchdown pass ball away to a fan. And then he the fan negotiated it and probably got screwed. Uh, that was like, oh, Brady jersey. And oh, Brady went over. I guess it was his son shook the kid's hand, gave him some gloves or something. And the kid no, was like, that wasn't that. No, that was. um. So th- what happened was, no, actually, he dropped Evans, dropped the uh, the 600th touchdown and then went flexing and started walking away. And then he went to go back to get the ball, and uh, and somebody else picked it up for him. That kid, uh, his he had his parents were holding up a sign. He had like some sort of like brain surgery or something like that, like brain cancer. They had a sign up there that said Tom Brady uh, helped me, you know, help me get over brain cancer. And uh, and that's when Brady walked over there and gave him the uh, the hat and uh, yeah. Oh, okay, but they the guy did give the ball back the six hundred touchdown pass. That was someone else then, but he gave the ball back. They were like, who, so the, so then the guy who picked up the ball must have gave it away because it wasn't Evans. No, Evans the six hundred touchdown pass. Evans gave away, and he didn't know they had him on the side and mouthing. He's like, oh, that was six hundred. I didn't know, and they had personnel go over and negotiate oh, with the I guy. That part, though. yeah, and the guy is an idiot because that ball they said was worth like five hundred k. And I think he only asked for like some autographs and stuff. I didn't see the whole story that I'll obviously be filtering throughout, but I was like, oh man, you know, like I wouldn't give that ball back. Uh, You'd have to give me a lot. No, come on, man. You have power there. Like take advantage of it. You think these players care about you? They got Brady's got the money. Let him pay you something. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't think the players care about them. I'm no, just... they do. They send someone, they wanted the ball. If they didn't care, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, care about the fans. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not going to sit there. So wait, if you had the ball, you would just give it back. What would you negotiate? You wouldn't just give it back. Like, hey, that was Tom Brady 600. Can I have it back? Here you go. You would do that. I want these seats for life. I don't know if that's enough. You know, give me these seats for life. Then let me have the. uh, Let me have that. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not. I mean. I don't know. I, I want to say know. I was about to say something, but then it'll get me canceled. So I won't say that. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I get it. You know, you know it's, a, it's a very materialistic society and uh, and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I mean, for for me, 
you know, it, I guess it, it depends on 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 the player and and what I feel about. Like, you know, it's Tom Brady. So if it were me, yeah, you know, I'd try and bleed him dry a little bit there. But like, if this was like, you know, my favorite player of all time, and you know, he did it, and it was like a milestone moment. I'd want him to have that ball. Look at you acting like you're this kind guy all of a sudden. What's what are you what are you getting? What's gotten into you today? No, 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 no. I'm serious, man. Like, as a, so as a Jets fan, I thought you despise Brady. I do. I do despise Brady. That's what I'm saying. I would bleed him dry. Okay. That's fair. I would. It should be done. Yeah. But no. I mean, if you're talking about like, I mean, let's say if it was John and Pemba, right? Who who, you know, would eat Tom Brady's underwear. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say he would eat his days straight. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he would eat his poop. That's what I was thought you were well, going to say. Well, he probably like, yeah. would, but I mean, he would eat. He would eat his underwear after after Tom Brady wore it for ten days straight and didn't change at all. And Pemba would eat that underwear, right? So if it were, you know, if it was that kind of a love relationship, I, I think, yeah, I think he would just kind of give it back. And, you know, but because listen, if you turn turn around, you just give it back. They're giving you something anyway. They're they going to ask but- what you want. Right, but negotiate for something even better. They're they're going to try and sweet talk you like, oh, we'll give you a Tom Brady autographed jersey. We'll give you tickets, stuff that's like nothing to them just to get the ball when that ball has a ton of value. Fucking greedy. Oh, I'm just, dude, like, it's not being greedy. It's taking advantage of a situation. It's taking advantage of a situation. It's, it's greed. Greed is what drives that need or desire to, to take advantage of a situation. No, you are in a perfect situation. You have something that's valuable and worth something to someone. Don't settle for Dude, they have so much money. The NFL is a cash cow. Brady has all this money. You, you know, most people there are never in a position to have that power of negotiating. Take advantage of it. It's nothing to them. The money. It ain't nothing to them. Tickets and all that. That's nothing to them. I know it's nothing to Fans them. always get screwed. So why can't a fan who's in a position of power now have the advantage? I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I don't know if I would. Okay. We'll see when, if you were actually in that situation, how you would react. Yeah. Well, you should. Oh, wow. Get, the guy who got the ball got to meet Tom Brady. How outstanding. Like, I like I give a fuck about that if that was me. <laughs> Oh, great. I got to meet Tom Brady. Oh, I took a picture. No. So stupid. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to meet him. Anything. I would want I would want something in return. But like I said, lifetime. Season oh, my God. Like- this is OK. This is what he got. All right. I'm reading a story now. I knew how much it meant to Tom. The guy said, and I was willing to trade. So he got a different game ball, a thousand dollar gift card to the Buccaneers team store. That's what he fucking got. Please tell me there's more. The may, may seem like the article wrote that may seem like a king's ransom. No, it's not. But the ball is estimated to be worth five hundred thousand dollars, according to Ken Golden of Golden Auctions. Oh my! I, I really hope this is not true. A thousand dollar gift certificate to the Buck Store. You got to be fucking to kidding. the team store, right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Part. And a game ball, and what? He got to shake Tom Brady's hand. <laughs> oh my god, that's embarrassing. Maybe, maybe it's I know, I know he, people get. I know people going to say, "Oh, this is what you're. What's wrong with the world and greed?" But that's just. I, I don't know, man. I just think that fans get screwed all the time. This guy probably paid a ton of money for front row tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you should be rewarded with something. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe oh, he said maybe I was they were very secretive. Maybe he asked for Tom Brady's underwear. Maybe. And he's like, look, I really want his draws with some Hershey stays on them. But don't, pu- <laughs> don't, don't publicize it, please. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anybody. Tell him, tell him I like settled for a gift card at the at the team store or something like so that. Wait, he's he's 29 years old and <laughs> he he said I was hesitant to give it back. Um, that was his quote. And then he said, I was taking a video and I switched it to my face that I want to switch it back to facing the field. And when I did that, Evans was running at me. Uh, and then a Buck staffer approached him afterwards saying that Brady wanted the ball. And he said, you're going to have to give that guy two jerseys to get that ball back. Arian said it was like either give him two of Tom's jerseys, but you need to get that ball back from him. 
And he said, as of late Sunday night, the guy hadn't received anything from the Bucks, who were believed to be putting together some type of reward package for him. Brady, who brought the ball concealed in a duffel bag to his postgame news conference, called Kennedy's gesture pretty cool. He's going to get something nice in return, so we'll get him a helmet or a couple jerseys or some other stuff. It was really cool of Kennedy to do that. Oh, boy. (laughs) And then the guy, Ken Golden, said easily $500,000. People saying no. People saying no have zero clue about the memorabilia and trading card market, and it could easily go for $900,000 as likely as it goes for 500K. Wow. Okay, look, you know, you hope, I hope in life, right? People who do good deeds, great things come back to them. So maybe something more comes out of it. But, you know, it's like if you knew you had something worth $500,000, bro, you're just going to. Be like, oh yeah, just give me tickets. Yeah, but I mean, listen, this dude, like you said, he's 29 years old. He's probably had a, a couple of beers in him, right? It's this momentous thing, and Tom wants the ball. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not sitting there being like, ooh, I, I wonder if I should get this appraised right now. Like it, it's all coming at him pretty quickly there, right? I mean, there's not, you know, he doesn't unless he brought legal counsel with him. Nah, but okay, this is a lesson for everyone else who listens to this and is the front row somewhere and there's a milestone, don't give that shit back. <laughs> or unless, or you, get, unless you get, or get something more than just a $1,000 gift card. Yeah, $1,000 gift certificate. Get out of here, right? So you can buy a guy's <laughs> jersey and he gets released or cut the next year. Just ask for the underwear. That's yeah, really what you want. <laughs> ask for the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think hey, I can you got- get the impembus special, please. Dirty <laughs> underwear. <laughs> I think I just found a title for this week's pot this episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Smell that impembus special. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. <laughs> Last game. <laughs> um, Rainfest, Indianapolis, San Francisco. I, can I can I just tell you the the thing that that really upsets me the most about this game, Adam? Um, what is that? It's been raining here incessantly, like all day. Like I mean, I got up, you know. Sunday, you know, Sunday morning, I'm I'm up at 4 a.m. and I'm at the computer. It was pouring at 4 a.m. And it has been relentless the entire day. Hasn't stopped at all. They said it's not going to stop. It's going to carry through, likely to carry through till tomorrow. Uh, they're hoping that at some point in the morning it's going to dissipate. So I, um, I I went to the leagues where I was starting Carson Wentz and said, all right, well, let me, uh, let, me let me see if there's something available here that I can take. And in two leagues, I swapped out Carson Wentz for Jameis Winston, who goes up against the, uh, the, the Seahawks tomorrow. Um, you know, I mean, Carson Wentz didn't throw for a lot, only 150 yards, but two touchdowns, plus he ran one in on his own. Um, Winston better turn it out tomorrow, but then I just, I saw also. Yeah. The weather's bad there too. And there's rain in the forecast for Seattle too. I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, you didn't know that until recently? Until about after Seattle? I made the move. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I heard about that too. Uh, you know what? It's, it's not, uh, you can't crush yourself for that. It's not like once. If you you watch the game, bro, he was chucking passes up. Pittman was able to grab a couple. They were not great throws. It was sloppy. So I, I can't don't crush yourself for that. I mean, I know it sucks when you see the results and he ran one in two, but uh yeah, I really I mean it was tough, I guess, because six one by. I mean, I had Pittman in this game. I wasn't betching him. I had to decide between Pittman or Mooney. And I said, you know what? I, I can't just trust Justin Fields right now. So I rolled with Pittman. It worked out. I mean, again, he drew a couple pass interferences that didn't result in much before for 105 and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, you obviously don't worry about your running backs and the weather. He was fine. And um, yeah, I don't have any Debo Samuel. I didn't move him down. So it's not like you were investing a lot in this anyway. Wentz more, I'm assuming it's a super flex league with Wentz, right? Or is it a bye week filling? Um, 
I was streaming quarterbacks waiting for Russell Wilson to okay. get back. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it was tough. I mean, we knew the weather was going to be bad and you did see it. It did affect, I mean, there were turnovers, there were fumbles, you know, Taylor fumbled early on. Um, I think Indianapolis fumbled four times, lost two, uh, 49ers fumbled three times, lost two, uh, two interceptions by Jimmy G. So it was sloppy. I mean, you could see it. Uh, the ball was coming out and, the good thing is on the 49ers, you're really only playing Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel anyway. You don't really care about anyone else. If you're still playing Brandon Ayuk, uh, you haven't been paying attention the last few weeks. I mean, I know he played 40 snaps tonight, ran 20 rounds, but man, they just do not feed him the football. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even on the Indianapolis side, you're only starting Pittman. I know Mo Alley Cox scored a touchdown again, but this goes back to what we were saying before about the whole oh, touchdown saving. Doyle still played more snaps. Mo Alley Cox, Cox ran 11 routes, bro. 11 routes. Had three targets. Like, you can't chase that. I mean, if you desperate for this week, sure, with six teams on by, but don't think like, oh, I have a tight end sol- a solution with Mo Alley Cox, because you don't. No, you definitely don't have a solution with Mo Alley Cox. No doubt about it. Um Good to see Elijah Mitchell, though, right? 18 carries, 107 yards. Good to see him locked in there. Um, Jamichael Hasty returns, but doesn't get any, uh, doesn't really get any work. Got, you know, three passes for 15 yards. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy to see Mitchell take control of that backfield again. Although I don't know how long that's going to last knowing Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I think it's Mitchell's job. Uh, it's pretty safe. I mean, Trey Sermon's non-existent, man. I mean, someone asked me in the Discord the other day, can I drop Trey Sermon? I'm like, absolutely, bro. Like, you know, it's clear. It's clear what they are, what they're doing. I mean, we saw, like, it took several injuries for Sermon to do anything. And now Hasty comes back first week and he's immediately ahead of him. Uh, I don't even think uh, we saw Trey Sermon play a snap. Was he even active? Um, I actually don't even know if he I didn't was even active. Look, yeah, I didn't look at the inactives tonight for this game because it didn't he, matter to me. Didn't see him play a snap, though. Yeah, he did not play a snap. So, um, and then you know, Wilson could be back in a couple weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I did pick up a hasty and one lead just in case, you know, running back stash on the bench, you know, just to see what happens. You know, if Mitchell goes down, he probably becomes the lead guy. But yeah, 49ers are a mess, man. I mean, this team is, and you wonder if they just go to Trey Lance if he's healthy. Because they're getting to the point where even with the extra team, I mean, whether two and four right now, and in that division with Arizona and the Rams, I guess with the wild card, there's still hope they could turn it around. But they are uh, not looking good right now. No, they are not. Um, Tomorrow night's action, well, Monday night, if you're uh, tonight's action, if you're listening uh, here on a Monday, we got a little – Little Seattle going up against the uh, the the Saints. Saints are visiting. Um, you have a, a a lean here. What is it? Saints by Saints are favored by four. Um, I think when you and I talked about this last Wednesday, I think we were both on the Monday Night Home Dog. Uh, are you still on that? Kind of lean to the Saints now. Uh, coming off a bye, getting some players back, a little healthier. Their defense is really good. Uh, and Geno Smith's still the quarterback. So I know the trend of the home dogs on Monday night, but I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Saints right now. All right. Well, I, I took the Seattle Seahawks in my, uh, in my pick em pool. I'm not going to change that. I'm just going to stay with it. We'll see what happens. See what happens if I can squeeze out another win. Not a good week for me. I'll say that. Flat out, man. Not a good week for me, which is a huge bummer. Huge bummer. I mean, I'm two and two in the super contest right now, but the 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 gold nugget. I mean, got killed on college, but the 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 pro picks weren't good either. Yeah, it was a a rough week. It was a tough week, man. It was a tough week. So, all right, well, there you go. That's where we're at. And uh, and Adam and I'll be back uh, tomorrow night recording after uh, after Monday night football. Maybe give you an e- uh, an early look at some waivers. Not a lot of injuries, or at least not a lot reported. 
today. So I don't know what the hell the waiver wire is going to look like, especially with uh, only two teams on by next week. So discussions for another time. Adam, any final any final words for you? Uh, no, that's it, man. Just huh? saying, if you're sitting in that first row, you get that milestone. Don't give in easily. Right. Always ask for the underwear. <laughs> Always. <laughs> if you're uh, John and Pemba, yeah. Don't be bashful about it. Just be like, <laughs> I want the dude's drawers. <laughs> that's what I want. They're oh, like, do you man. want anything else? Did I say I wanted anything else? Uh, don't make me. I will. I'll ask yeah. for the jock strap too. But right now I want his underwear. <laughs> I'll be sure to have John and Pemba listen to this podcast. Yeah, to make sure he listens. He's like, wait, what the hell? How did, how did this go up? <laughs> hey, John, you brought up his name and then I, I took it to another level. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> for Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. Always ask for the underwear. And we'll keep you next. We'll keep you next time. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>